You are listening to the Act Like a Business podcast with myself, Dr. Elijah Clark, where I discuss high-level business management and marketing strategies to help you start, grow, and manage your business. So how do you guys feel about the COVID, the COVID uh, situation and the impact of that going forward? Or do you feel like that it's going to destroy businesses? Uh, I did do research, and I know I mentioned, what was it, last week or the week before, that now that people are working out of home, that the competition would increase. I did find a few articles that backed up kind of what I was saying, at least, um, that they felt like the competition was going to increase because of COVID allowing people to work out of home. And now businesses don't need to find local uh, people in the area. They can now find people across the globe or across the country. Uh, so firstly, that's happening. Do you feel like technology is going to impact the way long term for these businesses and it's going to affect, you know, small businesses that are small in the area, brick and mortar businesses? Obviously, they were going down early anyway before COVID even hit. Malls were already shutting down a lot of businesses. So where do you guys think this is going long term or do you think it's going to get better here? Um, I think that working from home with the post that I'm reading last week, it does affect communication somehow. Um, for example, just like this last Friday, uh, it, it was being like a dead work environment where everything is being almost finished, but at the same time, things need to be added. So one of my supervisors messaged me on, on Teams and some other uh, co-worker. I did not notice because I was focused on another uh, completely different screen and my time was running up to 5.30. There is no... Nobody called me after, not not on Teams and not on cell phone. So I just logged out and um, I usually log in on Sunday just to see how things are. Um, And then I noticed that there were two chats that I missed. It's just simply um, getting where you want to go in to your daily schedule, 8 to 5 or 8 to 5.30 or or 8 to 6, um, it depends. And then just log out. Um, I just don't feel there is that communication where it used to be before in the office. Well, if I didn't respond on chat, I would find someone on my desk within a few minutes asking me a question. Um, but it depends on the nat- nature of the business, um, like restaurants and uh, malls, uh, everything in uh, tourism sector is obviously being uh, extremely affected by this. So I think it's going to take a while to bounce back from that. Um, but that's the, right. and that's the question though. Is there a bounce back, or is this is this just the new norm? Is this what we we're, we're going to be stuck at here? Because I got that as a question, right, uh, Peter? What's up? I think um, I think the point that Kareem made was most mo- most important here. It depends on the business. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. Prior to the pandemic, parts of my company were already working on that. Um, they had called it workplace initiative. Yeah. So the realization was like, because we have um, a follow the sun structure for customer support, these things were being put into place. Where can we put the people so that their work schedule coincides with the demand? So, for example, the remote team I was on five years ago, we had people scattered from Europe across to the West Coast of the U.S., and we covered all of the support, you know, from midnight to midnight, East Coast to West Coast, you know, all the way to Hawaii, actually. So that was a function of something that was in the works already. The pandemic has helped to prove that it works all the better. Um, so things like being able to reduce brick and mortar space for the um, corporate assets are just really being um, magnified in this situation. For some industries and some companies, it's new, but for some, it's some that they've been work something they've been working on. So the maturity levels there, like the point Kareem made about um, getting a message on Teams and not seeing it. The team I work with, they start their morning in about four hours. So by the time <laughs> I get up in the morning, I'm already going to have information waiting for me that's generated by these other um, areas. And so in our in our structure, that ch- exchange of uh, information, pinging through teams and things like that has been going on for quite a while. You know, we've been through Link and Skype and now Teams. So those kind of tools, we have a, a certain amount <clears throat> of maturity with it where 
folks that are just getting thrown in it into it now with the pandemic may not have that comfort and that ease of operation that other companies do have. So I think it's one of those 50-50s. It's going to be mm-hmm. industry dependent <clears throat> and within within the organization it's going to be task and function dependent. You know, production portfolio um, production floor people need to be at the at the factory. But the design yeah. engineers and the management team, not all of them need to be in the building. Yeah, and I think I personally think it's it's always been like that. You know, me, I've always, you know, worked by myself really realistically and and a lot of that stuff is at home it could be at night it could be at two o'clock in the morning if i'm up doing something that's just the life of an entrepreneur of course if you guys ever wanted to try it it's it's not fun uh but you'll be up late nights and don't get sleep but either way it's it's the thing that that's normal to me so now when i see people even as we're, we're sitting here learning online here it's 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 normal to us right we've been doing this for a while but some people, this is just so new. They, they're not used to it. Some businesses, this is just so new. And now, you know, even if we look back about 25 years ago, what was there? There really was no email like that. There was no computers that around that often. I mean, people didn't even know how to type that off. You had to take a class. You had to, you know, that was a skill set back then. Now it's an expectation. So now we're at a point, however, where this technology thing is now, I think a lot of businesses are now opening their eyes. And I, I think they're getting there sooner, like you said, which is they're, they're reaching that point sooner of getting to technology. But now I'm thinking that they're also starting to see the light and starting to see that we don't really need that real estate. We didn't need to spend $5,000, $10,000 a month to buy this, this office space for this company when we could have done this at, you know, sent all, all of our employees home and paid for their internet connection or paid for something else for them. And they, of course, also get the benefits for that. So uh, what's up, Mark? Um, I kind of see, um, based on basically caveat to what you were talking about, maybe a lot of these companies are on a contract, starting contracting certain things that they don't need, you know, yeah. the house inside. Now they can contract them out. They don't have to pay their taxes. They, people have to pay their own taxes, that kind of stuff. They don't have to pay benefits. Um, that could change as well. I mean, the brick and mortar stores that are ones that like retail or maybe not so much retail, but pharmaceuticals or things like that. I can see policy changes, you know, because of this COVID, you know, but, but for like what type, said, what type like of policy changes, now. what type of policy changes? What do you mean? Well, from instance, like how you handle sick people getting sick now, because you don't yeah. know, you know, so all of a sudden they're sick. It's like right now they get to go home for, you know, they could be 14 days quarantine and they still get paid. You know, but I don't know what the rules are going to change. Are those are those going to be permanent rules? Is that just for COVID? Because it's a federal mandate. No, I don't know how that's going to work. But mm. how do companies deal with that? I mean, you only get so many hours sick leave. Some people don't get sick leave. So when you get sick, then all of a sudden now you have to account for the time that you're off. You're not getting paid. So, I mean, that, there's a lot of, I mean, because in a way I look at it too, I'm 55 years old. So the fact that I'm even on here and understanding what I'm doing and stuff like that, I've been doing with the military for, for so long, I've kind of come with it. But I, I consider looking at my parents or look at other people that have never done it. And it's going to change their lives too. It's not just going to change the businesses, but it's going to change people mm-hmm. and how they go about doing it. You know, so yeah, I mean, some people can't do this. <clears throat> and that might be something with the, the smaller businesses as well. If you got a smaller businesses, uh, you know, the mom and pop ones, for example, where they have older, you know, uh, owners, they might not, understand how technology can help their business, for example, and they will have to shutter their doors simply because they don't know how to implement technology and make it work. Some people don't know how to add cameras and alarm systems, you know, the, you know, all that type of stuff is also in play that was so simple, but now it's, it's the norm. Yeah. So now we're shopping on a line. I think I saw something about black Friday and I said, black Friday never existed for quite a while because everything was online. You know, Walmart put their stuff up there. It's black month now. So, so uh, that's just the way it works. It starts in what November 1st, Walmart's offering black Friday deals. Come on now. Mm-hmm. So that's just the way it works. So people are just moving stuff online to where you don't need to go out to brick and mortars. And I think they're kind of hurting themselves. They kind of got us accustomed to staying at home and yeah i think aside from food uh restaurants for example and even now they're starting to deliver to you if you can find ways to make it work my wife uh she was about to take my kids to go to the the store and go buy some sneakers and i said why i was like you could just go to amazon wardrobe and they'll send you some pairs for free and you keep whatever size works for you i know because i do it i was like i just go to amazon wardrobe 
I pick up five different shoes in different sizes. They send all of them to me and I'll say, okay, I want to keep these ones. I send the rest of them back and they'll charge me for the one I kept. That's it. She had no idea. And I said, you don't need to go to the stores any longer. And you get more options, mind you. Uh, that's one of the reasons I don't yeah. typically like going to the stores because there's not many options there. I'm looking for something specific and it's not there for me. So Amazon offering that first, I mean, that one day or that two day delivery, that kind of just knocked brick and mortar out, obviously. And that was the issue. Lisa, what's up? So, so the, the thing that I've noticed is I actually spend less money online because when I go to the store, I go to the store to buy this and I come out with 19 other things. Yeah. Because as I'm walking around, I find 19 other things I want. I can pick it up. I can touch it. I can look at it. I can see the quality and I can put it down. <laughs> online, I'm going looking for one thing. I get my one thing and I'm done. I'm so the opposite. <laughs> I go online. I'm just shopping. Like, oh, this looks good. So go yeah, ahead, Mark. I'm, I'm, I have to see it and touch it. So I have a hard time with my money. Unless I know I want it. And then it's like, if then I'm getting that one thing and I'm leaving. I'm not sitting there but going through the full page for online. Even online, online, I'm worse online. Items, I promise. You can find, yeah, like even online, I can find something I didn't want, and I didn't come for that. I didn't come for that, but I will buy it because I like it, and it was there. Just on the right I, or left I think because I'm a computer programmer, and I am on a computer like all day. <laughs> and just get me off the stupid thing when my day is over. Yeah, I want to order that. Boom, ordered it. I'm done. Okay, now I'm gonna go and watch TV or read that's, a book. That's or... the way that I walk into a store. I already know which aisle it's in. I already know which item I want, and I go right to it and I get out. I don't go in there to lollygag. So I I'm the total opposite. at the grocery store this morning buying bananas. I came out with like eight bags of groceries. I went on the internet to. I to... you got too much disposal. <laughs> I went on the internet to write a, a, a page of my course and I ended up buying a virtual reality uh, goggles. <laughs> so, so, tr so trust me, I, you, you, you're talking, to, I don't know what you're talking to here. I, I, told, I was like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> so. yeah, and I went to Costco to buy bacon and something else and I came home with a rowing machine. <laughs> Yeah. That, you know, I never would have found. And, and I got a, I got a sewing, I got a sewing machine that I bought three months ago and haven't opened the thing yet. So that was online, however. So trust me, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, what were you saying? Well, I mean, yeah, it's going to change so much across the entire country because I mean, you can go to where I live at, out right in near a city. I'm inside of a city, basically Cincinnati, and people are in Chicago, New York, that kind of stuff. But my dad lives in this little podunk town on the border of Pennsylvania and Ohio, and there's nobody. I mean, so mm. their, their their needs are different than needs here. So mm. how it affects them differently up there will affect differently. You know, my dad has to go to the post office to pick up packages. I think. Mm. So, okay. Um, but everybody gets affected differently. So you know, I think it's going to be a learning experience for everybody basically yeah. with this with the changes and is this just a new thing though i think I, I i i didn't realize it until you know earlier today really that everybody keeps saying it's going to bounce back bounce back bounce back but what if it just stays this way i mean what if us on zoom calls and webex and this is just the norm now and and we just got to get used to it working out of home is normal i think a lot of insurance companies uh, are starting to do that a lot of big companies are starting to say hey we're, we're just we're not going to worry about the real estate any longer we're not going to worry about that liability those taxes those insurances that we're not going to deal with anymore and it makes sense we didn't need to do it and they they didn't want to take that risk before but now they've taken that risk and they see that it's promising it, it works there's no problem with it. And I, I guess, is everybody prepared for that? Is that, I, I feel like that's just what it's going to be now. And I, I think there's some people, obviously, again, I think restaurants are going to be big going back, but in entertainment, restaurants and entertainment are mm -hmm. the only two things I can realistically see going back. Everybody else who's going back, I feel like they might be making a bad decision. You know, I, I've even yeah, consulted for Sorry, Peter. No, I mean, COVID's made forced, like insurance companies, COVID's forced them to change. So it's yeah. forced the leaders, the CEOs, that kind of stuff to change. And now that they see the changes, now all of a sudden they want to be, you know, reorganized, you know, or at least look into it and see if they can save yeah. that kind of money. I mean, and, I, and, I feel like, and I feel like that it's not a bad change. I think it's a change that was necessary, a change that should have happened a while ago, maybe, maybe started a while ago, maybe not completely changed where everybody's working out of home. But I, I think at least 
five, six years ago, people could have been working out of home who were in offices where they didn't mm -hmm. really need to be there. And now I think where people didn't want to take that risk. It's like when, you know, a business that I own, the escape room, where we were marketing and I never wanted to take the risk of not being on Google, not showing my ads there. Even though Google was costing me all this money, I didn't want to take the risk because I felt like it would in impact my productivity or lower my sales. And I didn't want to take that leap until I finally said, let me just try and I did it, never looked back. And I think now people were just forced to try. Businesses were forced to try. I think even our houses we, at home, we were forced to try different things, right? We were forced to, a lot of people are now cutting cable out of their lives. And let's, like, let's cut the cable out. Let's start moving towards, you know, cutting the cord and going towards Hulu or Netflix or whatnot. And they're starting to see their budgets. It's not a big deal. You know, it's not a big deal to cut certain things out of your life. And now people are seeing the impact of that and they're going to make it a permanent solution on just how they live now. I know my mother-in-law, she had no plans to cut her telephone off at home, you know, she, even though she had a cell phone. I'm like, what do you got a house phone for? You don't have kids or whatnot. So she finally just cut it out. You know, that's the type of stuff that people are finally making decisions for because they're being forced to uh, and being forced to look at their budgets now. And that's all. I think it's I think it's a good thing. You well, had something actually, to say, Peter? Yeah, I was going to uh, actually something that you had said earlier, but you also what you defined basically sounds like the, the, the new advent or the advent of a new cottage industry, right? Going back mm -hmm. to how things were, everybody did a little business out of the shop at the back of the house and that's how they got paid <clears> or they had a farm or whatever. But one of the things I was thinking as we talk about how everybody's working remotely and removed from brick and mortar, there are still some businesses other than the restaurants and entertainment that you'll need mm. in the corner hardware store. You know, if you know you're going to need stuff and you can order ahead because you're planning a project, that's one thing, you know, you get on Home Depot or Lowe's.com, get your order, have it delivered, whatever, that's fine, or you Amazon it. But what about that morning you wake up and the whatever's broken and you got to get something to do it right now? And Question you know, on that. that, that Question on that, though, is there enough customers to make that sustainable? Meaning, for example, I, I agree that there are points where I am going to go to that hardware store or the Home Depot and go pick up something, you know, to do a project. But a majority of the time I am going to go online because I have patience, right? I can wait a day or two. I can wait a week to get this particular item and the things that I need today I realize that's not enough to sustain Home Depot if they're just relying on me to need this this item now. And most of the time I don't need anything now. And unless I particularly only time I go there is when I particularly need to look at something. But if I care about money in my budget, the probability of me going to Home Depot is low because I can go online and get 10 different options, 20 different options mm -hmm. for the same item to go buy a miter saw. Home Depot is going to sell one miter saw. It might have, you know, features that I don't too much know about. It doesn't have any reviews. I can't really see the reviews like that because we're influenced by reviews as well. Uh, versus if I go to Amazon, I can get that same miter saw. I can get 2,000 people that said this miter saw sucks. Then I can go see another miter saw that's a recommendation towards, you know, for me. And then compare that to this binder saw and start doing this whole research and analysis and, and, and reviews and looking at everything online, looking at the pictures, looking at the ins and outs and all that without having to go to the store, get dressed, get in my car, waste gas money, go talk to somebody. Uh, and we're all becoming introverts, obviously, as well. So so now we don't want to talk. It's because, it is because you are used to technology, but you have grandpas, grandmas and people who do not like to go to the Internet who still want this. And that's the question. That's the question is whether that is going to change where some people are going to say, you know what, this isn't as bad as I thought. No. You don't you don't think so? I don't think so, because <laughs> when I go yeah. to Walmart, I will see people who will prefer to stay in line just to have an interaction with the cashier instead of going to the self-service. <clears throat> yes. And you know, in answer to your illustration. What I've noticed is the corner hardware store, the ones that stayed small and didn't blow up when all the box stores were blowing up, they're thriving through all of this because everybody's at home seeing all these little tchotchke things they need to do or mm -hmm. need, and they're just running over to the store to get it because mm -hmm. I need yeah. to get this done right now and I've got a few minutes. Tomorrow yeah. <clears throat> is not necessarily going to work out or three to four days shipping or whatever. So there's still going to be the need, and, and I think it's going to be area dependent mm -hmm. because you're going to have areas like where I live. It's very suburban. There's a lot of do-it-yourselfers, things like that. So this store will probably thrive. 
if we were in that inner city over in Jacksonville where you have less space to be a DIY, that's probably not going to be the case. You know, they're going to be hiring out and having someone else do it because they don't have the space for their own tools or the interest. So mm. I can see it going both ways. And I think so, it's really going to be location dependent too. Now, is it also, could it also be um, dependent on other demographics such as uh, age? Is that something that we need to consider here? Are, yes, are we looking definitely. at certain, I mean, what's, what's your thought on that? What's, what do you consider an age range where people are still going out and doing what they want or whether they're going to the hardware store or going to get something to eat, sitting in restaurants? Is there a certain age that, you know, where people are doing that normally? I'm asking, I, I want to know actually to this point, you, you guys have an answer on that? Uh, the, so I can speak, I'm, this is Mecca. I yeah. live in Atlanta and I can tell you now that <laughs> huh. uh, age range is definitely the millennials. Um, but again, I've been to Home Depot where the grandmothers or the, it's not even them, it's people, you know, late 40s, early 50s that are in the stores, kind of like he just said, they have a project at home or most people, if they want to buy a plant, they don't go online to buy a plant. You want to see the plant inside the store and you want to feel it and you want to smell it. And mm -hmm. so I think it's, uh, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, it may not be an age range because different ages are interested in different things. So, no, I only say yeah. that because I know me, even as you're saying all that, I'm I'm looking like, no, nah, I can get anything online. You know, <laughs> I don't care what it is. Uh, I can get that plant because and here's the thing about it, though. It's not a matter of me going online to make that purchase. It really boils down to my personality, which is I'm a researcher. So there's no way I'm going to I'm going to know what that plant feels like and smells like based on me having looked at, you know, looked at enough reviews, looked at enough data, analyzed everything, probably watched some YouTube videos. I'm going to be doing all of that before I make that purchase. So I'm probably going to have more insight on that that item than if I did go to the store. So it's just something to consider. But I think it could be based on the type of person, the personalities we are. Some people don't want to think about it. They just want to go get the plant. They don't want to do the research. They don't want to have to watch a bunch of videos or read anything, right? So that's where me, I'm okay with all that as long as I get what I'm looking for versus going in a store, I feel like, well, you know, there's only one option here. I got nothing else to choose from. And then I need to sit and talk to that salesperson anyway, to give me some knowledge on that when I could have done it myself. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know any longer. It's my battery well, I've been looking for, a, I've been, been researching for a TV from my basement. I just bought these nice recliners that massage heat and all that good stuff, you know, and I've, I've been looking at an OLED TV for LG and mm -hmm. I've been going for the LG. I've kept thinking, OG, LG, LG, because they make the best OLED TV. Yeah. But Sony makes an OLED, which I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And um, and the Sony, and for what I use it for, if I was going to be a gamer, I would buy the LG. Mm -hmm. But I would know this because I went to Best Buy and I talked to a guy who was very knowledgeable and explained it to me, whereas the Sony, which I watch movies tv shows that kind of stuff that would be more for me it's better tv for me than for an lg because the lg is going to be a beautiful more better picture it's a little bit better picture for cinema versus the lg is going to be if i want to be playing those video games i want to go with the lg because the refresh ratio is so fast and it's um it can keep up with it so yeah. talking to somebody you know i i still have to see it for myself because if you've seen an oled tv there is nothing better than that right now. So you say you physically need to. So you say you physically want to see that television and how it looks. I can see that. I can see yes. that. Got a question for you. Yeah. Would you buy a car sight unseen other than just researching it on the internet? Typically, I do. Uh, matter of fact, I just had this conversation with my wife the other day about a vehicle. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do. No. Used. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, no, par partially, partially, maybe uh, the one I have now is a, a, is a Audi 2017. It was eight. It was 18 when I bought it. But the thing is, maybe I had about 7000 miles or so. The thing is, I went online. I researched every single thing. Right. And then I went to the dealership and I said, I want this car. I've done that every single car I purchased. I did that. And then at that point, I go there. And I don't test drive anything else. I want this car. I looked at it. I could have went to any dealership. There's a lot of dealerships. I could have went to this dealership in, in Dallas or the one in Plano or the one in Fort Worth. But I chose this dealership because they had this particular car with this amount of mileage. I already looked at the blue, big, blue, blue, blue book on it. I already know everything about it. I'm ready to go. I already know how much it costs. I'm done. I already got the money here. Let's move forward. 
That's the way that I buy a car versus my wife, because this was an argument we had. And I said, she is the one who would go to the dealership. I don't know what I want. Let me test drive a few things. So that's that's the way our person. I don't want to go there. Play. I don't know. It's just a different personality. But I mean, even with the car, even once you identify what you want, you wouldn't you wouldn't uh, need to take a drive in it to see. I take a drive. Yeah, I will take a drive out of principle purposes. But, you know, I'll say this as you guys were talking, I think Peter here or Mark here. It sounds like it comes down to whether or not who it comes down to who you trust. It sounds like because while you're inside of Best Buy or whatnot, you're you're trusting that one salesperson to give you everything you need. Me, on the other hand, and of course, your eyes are, you know, that's important. But me, on the other hand, I like to see 5000 reviews before I make that purchase, right? So I'm not just purchasing a car. I'm going to go look this up. I probably looked on YouTube a thousand times and looked at this particular car, looked at the mileage. I already looked at people's testimonials. I'm looking at so much data that by the time I know what I want, it was well thought out. There is no impulse purchases that I really make. It's usually a well-researched, well thought out, and I have analyzed everything. Even as I said, I bought this VR headset. It was well thought out. I'm looking at, okay, what can I do with this? And blah, blah. You know, I'm, I'm making all these decisions quickly, fast, and by looking at all this data from all these other people's experience. And it comes down to whether or not I trust the reviews, whether or not I trust the, the videos I see. But I have a lot so more are opinions. You, are you Go ahead. Is it that way with restaurants and possibly vacations as well? Or you know, I you have don't my want to show the glamorous stuff and yeah, good reviews. And then you get there and it's teeny tiny or it's not you know nothing like it. Looks but on that the and that's so. that's a good point. But the thing is, for me, with that. We did that the other uh, few months ago. We went to Oklahoma and, and to this cabin. It's supposed to be this cabin. And yet we keep seeing somebody ride by on this motorbike. <laughs> and I'm like, this is supposed to be some exclusive cabin here. But the guy that lives up the, the guy that lives up the hill, he keeps coming by on his motorbike and going to the, the highway or whatnot. You know, bad trip anyway. It was it was good cabin, but I didn't expect to see people. <laughs> so so but things like that where my wife picked that trip out. Okay. I'll say that <laughs> me on the other <laughs> hand, I probably would have did a little more research. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. <laughs> I probably would have done a lot more research and really dove into what it was and really saw what people were saying. She looked at one review, came back at me with one review and I didn't question it. And I probably should have said, well, let's read the rest of these reviews. And the same thing with trips. She always plans the trips as well. So and, you know, that's how it works. It's 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 me. However, I do analyze and research everything. I don't I, I will say this. My, so, my how dis you, so how do you what about fast decisions when you don't have time to do the research and stuff like that? How do you approach that? I mean, because you're not you can't always you don't always have time to research everything that you want to do and that kind of stuff. I mean, there might be sometime you have to make a decision right now and you this is what you have. This is what you got to go with. You have to go with your gut. Yeah, that's I mean, that's th that's one of those. I'm gonna say that's a that's a personal thing. Then uh, I I would probably say, I'm sorry, yeah, I would I say it's a personal thing for me. Is I would probably say I'm a fast thinker. Firstly, that's that's just the way I function. I talk fast. I think fast, and I can find a solution in a heartbeat. Uh, and that's just from owning a business. When you own a business, particularly owning an escape room, things break. People, they're, the whole goal of an escape room is people to go in there and touch things and break things. Right? They're trying to pull things off the wall. They don't know what moves, what doesn't. So when things break, I instantly have to find a solution for it. That's just one example. My customer, something happens to their website, something happens to their business. I have to instantly fix that problem. So I fix a lot of things. And I think quickly to do that, but more so when it comes to online purchases, I'm quick to analyze and understand the data. So, for example, if I see a review, I can almost I can almost look at a review and see whether or not that review is fake or I can see some kind of it looks weird, something strange about it. Something's not right about this. So I kind of look at that stuff and make those decisions now. For me, buying my dissertation when, when I was in school yeah, was on. You could be based on the what. I mean, you don't know who that person is that's reviewing it. I mean, that's it. Could it. Be, and that's why I can't I trust one source. That's why I can't go inside of Best Buy right. and say that salesperson's the only person I got to trust. He wants, you know, he, they don't work off commission, well, but he wants he wants to sell ultimately. Right. Well, basically, that cheap. Well, from my defense, I've already done the research and everything. It was down to those two TVs. Right. But he told me something I didn't know, and mm. actually, the TV that I'm going to go with is cheaper than the other one. So, mm -hmm. you know, he would lose an out a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. But I plan on spending, you know, um, 
about six grand. So, mm -hmm. you know, I just, I want to have something that I, I've been wanting my whole life. And I just, now, now I get the chance to buy it. So, so did you buy but it already? I did, yeah, I did use it. Did you buy it already? No, no, I, I just, <laughs> no, I'm, 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 wait, I, I got paid, I got paid today, so, I'll, yeah. you know, because I don't put anything, I put anything on credit card, but I pay it off the end of the month, yeah, so, yeah. I don't, that's a lot of money to put down and then have hey to man off, so we're all sure. stuck at home we're all stuck at here at home here make yourself happy man don't play <laughs> that's all i've been doing i think we spent all of our vacation funds just decorating this entire house and just going hard in here that's where these media seats came here i actually have a media room but either way man it's it's worth it trust me it's the most it's the best thing you can invest in is entertainment i'll say that and i think since we're not going out we were you can't go on cruises you can't go out that often Make yourself comfortable at home. I ended up buying pool tables. I don't really care at this point. I'm buying everything. So so it was worth it. That's all I got to say. It, every penny was worth being spent. All right. It's not you okay. might hate you might hate losing the money, but you make it enjoyable. Enjoy yourself. Take a take a take a trip in your house. Uh, <laughs> Sir, I have a question for you. Yeah. Have you ever booked a product after reading the reviews and then you were deceived by the product? Yeah, and I'll, that's where I also analyze the return policy. Matter of fact, I just bought something for my car, okay? Something stupid. I don't even want to say what it was. Uh, but, <laughs> but I bought this item, and it came, and it was it was my mistake. It wasn't a, a deception. Now, I did get deceived on the second order, right? But it was my mistake where I bought something. I didn't look at the, the, the VIN number of the vehicle. I simply just assumed something, and then I got it. Now, I did have to pay for the shipping to send that item back. But when I'm buying off of Amazon, it's not a big deal because I can obviously just send it back on Amazon for free because I'm a Prime member. Uh, but then they ended up replacing that item for me for my vehicle. Uh, and then uh, once they replaced it, they ended up sending me the wrong part. The box had the right number on it, but the two items that I needed from it, they both had two different codes on it, serial codes on it. It fortunately fit my item, so I didn't send it back and I didn't say anything. But if that happens, I'll simply call them up and, and you know, I know how to negotiate. So I'm usually going to call up and get what I want. Um, that's just, you know, that's just a part of the process of buying online uh, or working on the Internet. You're going to deal with those problems. Uh, or Mark cutting in and out of here, you know, it's just going to happen where somebody's, you know, not going to hear you. Uh, it's just things that it's just a part of how it works. Some some people work out at home. You're going to have kids in the background. I love that everybody just does that stuff now because back in the day, I used to have to kick my kid out of the room. Now it's like it's accepted. I enjoy it. Keep your dog in the room. Keep your kids in the room. Let's all get along here. Uh, because sure. everybody's in different situations. You don't know lighting. People have bad lighting. They have bad microphones, bad cameras. It's just. Let's let's you know it it works out though and it works out for everybody. Which That's all. Peter, Which you're all right, man. My, Nobody's my, talking my about you, Peter. <laughs> you're all don't right, man. My, <laughs> no, you work with what you got. I think that's how it works. But I personally like businesses and teams, everybody working out of home to make things happen. I think you can be so much more productive. I've out with the outsourcing I've done with the consulting I've done, I'm always working with somebody out of the country even. And it's normal uh, to talk with people at different time zones, uh, make transactions via different time zones, invoice this yeah. person, they get that. So you gotta, it's, it's, I always thought everybody should have been here a long time ago, but everybody was scared. I think there was a lot of scared business owners who just didn't want to take that leap in the same sense that some, Older individuals may not want to, you know, uh, mess, mess with technology, for example, or they don't want a cell phone or they don't they don't want a computer. I mean, 10 years ago, you try to ask somebody over 50 for to get a computer. They would yell at you and say, I don't want that in my house. Now it's, you know, now they're addicted to Facebook. <laughs> so those are the types of things that we were dealing with back then. But now I just wish I was hoping everybody would have gotten here sooner. And I personally like where everything is. I think it opens up. But I do, however, believe it's going to either cause a problem where individuals are now have so much competition. I still stand by that. I think the competition level goes up extremely high. And I say that as somebody who outsources very often where I outsource overseas because they might have the skill set, They might have the knowledge. They might have the portfolio, whatever the reason I'm going to now get to pick. For example, we're talking about online versus in-store shopping right now. Imagine you have employees like that, too, where some people are going to pick those employees that they want people that, that are where they can go like that local hardwood store. They're going they want them up the street. They want to meet with them. They want to go to a conference with them. They want to go out to lunch with them. But a majority of people are going online here. They're going online because of particularly because of all the options that they get. 
you get a lot of options for one item. I can go online and try to find me a, a nail or a screw and I'm going to get a thousand options on the internet versus Home Depot, what I have, four or five. And that's what we got to ask ourselves is, are businesses going to start moving towards that direction? Is it a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Is it going to impact the the the, the local demographics, the local area? Is it going to impact the United States even? You know, that's these are questions we now have to ask. Are people going to start taking jobs that that you once might have gotten because you were five miles from that job, right? So these are the questions, man. I think it's an important question to ask ourselves. What's about to happen here? Do we need to be ready for this? Do we need to now put that we're WebEx certified on our resumes, for example, that we know how to work Zoom, that we know how to that we have good microphones and good audio and we can and we can make this remote thing work for you. We're available. We have our cell phones ready to email you right back if you want us to email you. So that's the type of stuff. And and I could say this, one of the benefits that I have one of my sales guys doing is he knows that we're now competing. We've always competed with overseas individuals when it came to technology and automation integration. And one of the benefits that we had to keep selling to individuals and companies was we're United States based. That was the only thing we had going for us. It was not that we were better because the competition, you don't know where they are. They could have skill sets, their resumes, they have 50 million things in their portfolio. I couldn't compete against that. So the only thing that we could compete against was we know that you're going to go overseas, but we're in the United States. How about that? <laughs> you know, we're sitting right here for you. We can go right to your location right now. We can get on the phone. We can speak your language. So now I think individuals now need to start looking at that companies because companies are going to start picking the best person and not the most convenient person. Right. So that's what this is going to come down to. I think that's going to be beneficial towards companies, not but beneficial for individuals. It will be beneficial for job seekers because they will have more options. That too. If you're good enough, bad job if seekers know, right? right? If you're, if you're right. good. Right. And now, however, now that resume that you got out there, uh, and I told you that one, what caused me to go into entrepreneurship was I went into one job interview after I got out the, the military, one job, and there were 70-something applicants for this one single job. And I said, if this is the market, then I got to get out of here. And now I can only imagine with hundreds of thousands of people applying for one job, that's going to get even worse. And that one job back then was you had to have a college degree to even get that one job. So now how many people have a college degree now? How many people have a this degree or that degree and have industry experience? I mean, all that stuff was a factor back then. Now, I think it's just going to balloon now because of all these additional options. And now I can pick up. Matter of fact, I can get any one of you guys to work for me if I wanted to. I mean, that's how open it is at this point where you don't have to just have local interviews anymore. People have interviews on Zoom. Uh, you know, I just had somebody reach out to my business and my brother-in-law. He was doing a, a 360. So I sent the client to him and he just they're in Dallas. And he said, I'm going to Zoom. And I, I took no participation in that meeting whatsoever. He Zoom set up a Zoom conference and met with them and got a deal transferred right there. Uh, remotely within an hour of me sending him that email. So, and he had no idea. He's been in sales for a very long time. And I've been telling him for a long time, you can close a lot of deals on the phone. And he never believed that you can close deals on the phone. I said, you can close deals on the phone and email. You don't need to go face to face with people. He never believed it until COVID hit, where he finally started seeing the power of the internet and telephone uh, and how many deals he could actually close. And now he's getting more customers out of his state, which is Maryland. Uh, and now he's reaching into, really, he's reaching into other people's territory now, right? Now he's coming over here and pulling clients out of Dallas where where somebody in Dallas might have previously had that client. So that's the type of stuff we're dealing with because of what's going on. I know, well, I, I, I think that's what's going on anyway. So it's either going to turn out good or bad, and we'll ultimately see what happens. Nobody likes hearing that, I'm sure, but <laughs> so, I can tell by you guys' faces. You're, I can tell by you guys' faces. You're like, oh man, I don't. Hopefully, he's not. <laughs> but, but actually, COVID changed a lot of things. When we were moving from Illinois to Dallas, we didn't have to come here. We just have virtual tours of the different apartments that we like, and then we found one. Yeah. We came to visit first before signing the deal, of course, but people don't do that. I, the business I sold recently was a business, the individual uh, uh, venture capitalist company investors, they were out in Minnesota. Still to this day, they have not seen that business that they purchased. They actually hired a manager from a local area. They got her up here, got her to interview employees, but nobody on the board saw the business physically other than a Zoom call. So that's what's happening nowadays where people aren't making those trips any longer. And they're they're simply making deals on the phone and doing what they need to do. And 
and and take going to, they're going to school online. I mean, it's it's you don't need to go to you know have anybody local in my opinion. Again, I've been doing it for a long while now, and I'm. <clears throat> I'm not surprised that people are jumping on board and and finding happiness in there, finding results in there, uh, because even as a consultant, I've done that for years, telling people, hey, you can cut this budget out, cut this budget out, cut this budget out, because you don't need people to be. Why are you have a real estate? Why do you have a building? Why do you don't need that building? Uh, and, and you could work your employees out of home even. So but some people are still not 100 percent comfortable with that. And they will always be that way. But I think once if this goes on too long, people are going to find comfort in this whole thing. Once they start going back to work and they realize that they got to spend $5,000 a month on a, on a building, uh, on a lease agreement with the landlord, and then have liability concerns about that location, <clears throat> then they have to, you got to buy, you got to maintain, you got to buy a maid, you got to make sure everybody's happy, you got to pay for entertainment at that point. I think some businesses, they bring in massage therapists, you know, on a monthly basis. They might have a, a, a team building event, which they were going to the skate room, you know, at that point. So they were doing a lot of stuff where when you go to the office, the office is very expensive, very expensive. Uh, and I can tell you that from experience. I mean, you got to buy toilet paper. You don't know who's in there. Somebody uses a lot of toilet paper, take that stuff home. <laughs> they were taking they were taking home cleaning products. I mean, it's stuff like that, that it's expensive that you don't even think about. And now just imagine all of that. That's just wiped out now. And you're going to find a lot of businesses that are happy about that. And they're going to say, we can do this from home. And eventually they're going to say, well, we need to hire people. How do we hire people? Well, do we need to hire somebody that's local or can we get anybody at this point? And that's where I think it gets a little, it gets a little scary if you're not that good. It gets excellent if you don't want to move and you live in California, you want to work in Texas, right? So that's the thing about it is you get to make those decisions. You get to apply for stuff that's in a lot of different locations. I know me, I like to teach online. I do not care to teach on ground. I would never do it if they told me that uh, that's the only way you can be a teacher. I would never do it on ground. I just don't, I don't have the patience for it. So for me, that allows me to kind of work for any university. I can talk to you guys in different states or different cities. So that's just the way it functions because I like the internet. I, I function better off of that. Uh, and I don't care for driving up to the university. I, I do go to DeVry sometimes and teach Next semester in January, I'm actually doing the on ground. Uh, so there are times I will go do that. Now I kind of want to do it because I need to get my car moving because now every time I hop in there, it says the battery's dying. So, so now I actually do not mind doing that, but that's just the way it is right now. I think it's a good thing that people are finally adjusting to online. Hopefully I'm not scaring any of you guys here because uh, I can I, I can see Mark's face. He's looking like, man, <laughs> Mark, are you, are you essential, Mark? The question is, <laughs> so. hey, all I know is, I, you know, I, I'll go with the times. I may not, I may be difficult when it comes to change, but change is good sometimes. You know? Yeah. You just have just, to work with it. Make it work. I'll say this. I'll say this. The one reason that I like to hire people out of home is I, I hired the person who was going to get the job done. And not only that, even when I would go to a company uh, and they would want me there, I would say, you don't need me here. And I would show them that I don't need to be here. I would show them everything I can do. And I would do even more. I'd pick up the phone on the weekends if I had to, uh, if they could just allow me to, you know, work on the weekend or work whenever I wanted and work out of home. Uh, so just be ready for that. However, just be I'm saying this. Be prepared for that situation where that's about to happen, where. Um, I don't have a reference, Peter. Uh, I don't have a citation of data and statistics, right? <laughs> oh, <you heard>. but, <laughs> but in my opinion, I would say be prepared for that because I think that's going to be the next step here. I've been hearing too many stories about it uh, where companies are not just doing it, but they're happy about that decision to having let their employees work out of home. And they're going to start adjusting. They're finding so, too many solutions that are just working out for them. Um yeah. And, and even so, if somebody they, that company hires me as an, a consultant, I, I promise I will also tell them I just got somebody asked me, should they close down their yoga studio, uh, a consulting client? And I told them, yes, you should have closed that a long while ago, particularly knowing that you could have done that online, knowing that Peloton's already doing it. Apple's about to start doing that this month, uh, that they're they're training people and they're, they're they're setting up gyms online now. So you don't need to open up a yoga studio, particularly where you don't need that much equipment. You can definitely make sure your business works even that way. So it's a lot of stuff. You got counseling, you got doctors online now, right? You got therapists online now. <laughs> so, so that's a big money maker. If you guys are even thinking about starting your business, I promise you the biggest business that's about to happen is do it yourself business. Okay. And that's one, cause I've been transitioning over there. Even myself was, even if you look at my website, all of it says coming soon, these courses on how to start your business, how to grow your business, how to manage your business. Because even the people that call me, most people that call me want my help. 
They don't necessarily want me to do it for them. They just want the help of getting it done. They want to start the business. What do I need to do is the question I hear. And even as you're saying, Peter, you're going to Home Depot and buying products or you're trying to plant your own garden or, you know, we're not hiring contractors anymore. You know, that's what's happening now where people are starting to do it themselves. People are trying to start their own businesses now. They're trying to do everything themselves. They're trying to learn things. They're going to YouTube. They're going to the Google to learn all of this stuff. So that's what's about to happen now. Just be prepared for that. Be prepared that I think that business, even as we're saying it, the do-it-yourself business uh, for Home Depot might be good because now people are doing it themselves, but contractors now have to look at losing their jobs. People who maybe cut grass now have to look at losing their jobs because money's gone at this point. Uh, or somebody just said, hey, I'm just going to buy a lawnmower. I'm home now. I can get it done. So it's things like that that are now happening because of this COVID situation. And I think people are going to find that they are capable to do a lot of stuff themselves and that they have all the resources they need at their home to get things done. If they just learn, they they learning now how to do their own email marketing, how to build their own websites, right? We're now, people are now building, using Wix to build websites. They're now using WordPress to build websites. They're buying templates and getting that started. So it's, it's all of that's been happening for a while. It's just COVID has caused it to go a lot faster. Uh, in my opinion. And I think a lot of people are going to start really seeing the uh, what they're capable of, just what they're capable of. And and they're going to find peace and comfort in saving those expenses uh, that they previously spent money on and doing a lot of stuff. I'm about to start laying some brick in my house. I, <laughs> I'm about to start doing, I would have never done it, but now I'm like, hey, just get it done. It's a lot cheaper. I can save money and I got nothing to do. Let me go ahead and lay this brick. So that's where things are. We got, you know, that's that's what's happening. Contractors are being fired. Labor, labor intense businesses are going slowly to evaporate here unless things get better. But I don't see it happening anytime soon, uh, in my opinion. That's my opinion. We can have an opinion in a discussion here. We're just talking, Peter. <laughs> We're just talking. Just checking you. <laughs> so you're saying after every sentence I say what I need to say, well, based on the data provided that I, so no, you can have an opinion here. I will say this. I, I'm usually not wrong when it comes to my opinion in business. I have not yet. I, I promise you. I've been very good. So I typically go with my gut instinct and I just get ready for that next phase. And in my opinion, that next phase is going to be we need to, people are going to be doing it themselves. There's nothing more popular than do-it-yourself videos right now on YouTube. And I have learned a lot of stuff from YouTube. I just fixed my whole air conditioning about last month off of a YouTube video. <laughs> so, so, so went outside, changed a bunch of stuff, and I went to the place and I said, hey, I need this part. And he was like, you sure you need it? I need this part. I checked everything out, man. I know what I need. <laughs> so, so it's things like that. We're doing it all ourselves. We're not hiring contractors anymore. I just, I just put flooring in my attic. I mean, that's the kind of stuff we're doing at this point is we're going to do it ourselves and, and, and we're not going to need employees or uh, contractors to do that. So hopefully everybody's fine though. Hopefully everybody's good, but just be prepared. Add it to your resume. Add it to your resume that you know how to work a Webex. That, that you know how to... <laughs> Hopefully you don't need your resume, right? But just, you know, it's stuff like that that you do want to consider and and how reliable you are and how active you are with that type of stuff because that's very important. And I can tell you as somebody who's been doing a lot of remote business, that's always important for even my own resume when I'm trying to get a a, a, a client or whatnot is that we're going to be here for you even though we're, we're not going to see you face to face. You know, that's important to people. I'm going to pick up your phone call. I'm going to answer your email and we're going to be proactive about this situation. So just that, but make sure you adjust. Just adjust if you're, because it's going to happen. Your your interviewing process is going to have to change too, then, because uh, yes. for somebody to work at home, they have to be a disciplined person. I mean, they just have to have yeah. discipline. I mean, it takes a lot of discipline to do that. Yeah. And some people don't have. It. And you yeah. got to take that chance on somebody. Yeah, and that was one of the big things I also heard about. Even people going to you know school online. Some people just can't do it. Some people, and I'm sure you guys have talked to people like that too, and just said, hey, I cannot mm -hmm. do it at school online uh, because they don't have that discipline. They cannot function for some odd reason <laughs> or the self-motivation, I would say, to do it themselves and get it done on time and stick with the schedule uh, and make sure things are getting done. Some people work out of home and they take naps all day, right? <laughs> Who was that? Mark, I think you said that, right? <laughs> Where you said you had nothing to do at some point and you were like, you know, so. Uh, well, <laughs> most of my stuff is at work. So, you know, I have, work to get some some things done i just can't well, it's not it's physically possible mm. so i mean i work with a bunch of doctors nurses respiratory therapists and stuff and you know and then we have class so um we teach uh critical care air transportation so it's mm. a 
it's um, all the people all over the world come to train in Cincinnati before they deploy. So, mm. you know, it's mission essential and you have to be there. So, mm. so you think that's COVID you, cases come out of our class and stuff like that. And I was like, eh, we still work. Do you think it can move online or is that not possible to push that online? No, no, mm. because they do a uh, human patient simulation and they have like five different uh, validation sims. Plus they have five training sims. So they worked up to it. So they work on these mannequins that breathe, talk, mm. eat. Uh, they're hooked up to all the equipment that they use on the aircraft. Oh, okay. So, so it's too so it's too expensive because of the expenses. It's probably yeah. not best to give everybody, you know, no. the mannequin. No, the didactic stuff. Yes, they could they could probably do that all online and in. Mark, cut out. He's gone. He's gone. He's buffering. They, still, they actually fly on a mission on C-130 on, on one day of the week class. What it is. But can you hear me now? You're, you're, you're still in it out. <laughs> okay. It's all right. You have, some nice, you have some nice freezes there. <laughs> So, so yeah, I think, yeah, there's going to be some, some, some people or businesses that are obviously going to need to be there. But if you're an office job that you can, if you're sitting at a desk all day, I promise you, you don't need to be at that office. It's probably a very, I'm going to say there's a very high chance that you don't need to be at that office. If you are at a desk all day and going to meetings and making phone calls, you don't really need to be there. Uh, and people will find out ways to do that. You can remote into your business. We were already doing that at the escape room that I own even because I didn't trust my employees. So, so what I would do is just remote into the screen or the computer that they were on already had it set up. I would simply go and click a button and I can see them. I can see the game they were hosting. I can see the lobby. I can see the, the parking lot. And I had the whole place decked out and the customers had no idea that I was the one actually there directing them and monitoring their games, even in my underwear. So, so, so it was very interesting. It's, it's very interesting. All right. So, but I had the place decked out and I would just sit on my, my 27 inch screen about 10 different 12 15 different cameras on my monitor and i'm just watching the entire building including the employees everything but the bathrooms were monitored trust me so and at that point that's just the way i ran the business i didn't feel the need to be there for what it entailed i didn't you didn't need me there but i also wanted to monitor the employees especially new hires that i hired i didn't want to physically go up there but i did want to see what they were doing and i wanted to monitor the games uh which worked out flawlessly uh, and and I, again, I still think people should have just did it a long time ago. And I think those who are unprepared b have big issues. Right. So we, the fact that we're we when COVID hit, I'm sure you guys were still in class just moving forward like nothing happened. Right. School was still the same and nothing changed here. But some people who were going to school on ground, they are devastated. They have no idea, you know, what to do next or how to adjust. And, you know, now they're saying the suicide rates going up because the kids, you know, they they don't have those relationships. Even some people just cannot maintain without that. You know, those relationships that they they build, whether it's at school or whether it's at the grocery store, as you mentioned, uh, it could be anywhere. They just need that human interaction. And yeah, I, I think that might be another thing is I, I was also you know talking to my wife and I was like, maybe I'm comfortable staying out of home because I'm married with two kids. I, I, I kind of have that connection here. Right. So and some people have that connection right at their home. But I can only imagine being single and, you know, you want to go out. Right. You want to go out. I can only imagine being college age where, you know, I'm younger and and I'm single and I live in a dorm or not. And I want to go do something. I'm definitely going to hop on a plane and go out there and go meet up with somebody. And imagine being single, you know, in March and you haven't been able to go on a date since March. Man, that's crazy. So so that kind of stuff that I can now see where there's no way I would have survived, man, without, you know, having a family in my house, to be honest with you, or even a pet in your house, just something. You know, somebody to talk to or communicate with or, you know, just so you don't go crazy in your house, man. I can only imagine. Uh, so, again, the people who do go out, I think they have some of them have valid reasons to do that because of that uh, that, that human interaction that people do, I would say, need uh, for that reason. So I can imagine a kid being at home, you know, a teenager. I, I was you know, I can only imagine being 15 years old at this point and you have no school to go to, man. And that's That's got to be terrible. You got no school, you got you got nobody, and and you like somebody at school, and I got a 12-year-old here. I'm like, how are you, you going to get a girlfriend now? <laughs> so so that's, that's the kind of stuff that's up in the air where now we have to question and figure out a new way to live here. So now I, I had to open up his PlayStation to allow him to communicate with people so he could talk to his friends on his video games now uh, and open up YouTube and open up TikTok just to allow him to have human interaction in some sense. Uh, is what we had to do just because of that. So it's it's new ways that we had to live. Previously, I would not have allowed it. But again, I don't want him going crazy because 
he doesn't have anybody to talk to aside from his seven-year-old uh, brother. So that's just the way it works. <laughs> so it's 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 going to change. I think some of the stuff is permanent. That's the conclusion I'm saying. That's the that's the goal. Is I think some of the stuff is permanent. I don't believe it's a bounce back. I think this is simply the way most companies are going to start doing business from now on. Not only that, I think a lot of these small mom and pop businesses are just going to go out. There's no way these businesses can survive with the amount of debt that they're building up right now uh, throughout this entire process. I mean, you got businesses out there, restaurants, mom and pop, who look like they're open. But I promise you, if they've been open this COVID, they are losing money every second here uh, that they're open because of the cost of the employees, the cost of the rent, the cost of electricity, the cost of taxes. There's so many expenses, as I said, with all this that everybody's pretty much losing money at this point and they're hoping that these holidays are going to bring them uh you know back to where they were previously fortunately for me i put my business up for sale as soon as this thing hit because i was able to project that it was not going to come back whereas the investors were saying they expected to come back in the summer i said good luck here you go <laughs> here's the new lease here's the agreement let's hurry up and get this thing signed and now they're in a bit of a pickle because they don't have any customers you know having made that bad decision uh you know it was a bad investment on my end. They had seven different board members all <laughs> somehow agreed to this thing. Uh, but that type of stuff, in my opinion, is is just not going to go back because uh, I don't think the people are going to go back anytime soon. I think it's going to take another year, year and a half here. Uh, realistically, I'm going to before I open another brick and mortar or even push that business again, it's probably going to be 2022 before I even do that. Uh, realistically, Clark, yeah, in, in, in line with what you're talking, I actually um a couple of our favorite places, I actually asked them what they had done to survive because I was kind of curious and because yeah. of the coursework here and a previous course, I was just kind of um, interested in how they handled, handled that. And it seems that the ones that are still open, the ones that are surviving, they're actually thriving because they adapted. What type of business um, is it? Huh? What type of business is it? Um, this one happens to be a the the one I'm thinking of primarily happens to be a restaurant because mm. of um the way the geography in our town is set up. Mm. We used to live on the west side of town, southwest. Now we live more mm. towards the central, but for a while we've been <clears throat> outside of the range of where the restaurant would normally deliver to on their own. Yeah, with with the change changes from the pandemic they door dashed and yeah. you know whatever else yeah and expanded their intrinsic um delivery range so yeah. like we can get delivery from them now where we are so one night we were in when they were still having seating and we asked them about it because they had been closed and then they opened back up and he had said that they adopted the delivery and he was finding out that he was actually paying his bills and the, and then some with just the delivery revenue yeah and then the in-house seated was basically a plus at that point because yeah. of adopting to a new model and it seems to be kind of consistent but this is this would be a smaller market so that would probably be a little bit easier whereas you know if this was atlanta or jacksonville or miami or orlando it would probably be a little tougher but yeah, I mean, and that's that's my point. That's my point, though, is that that business now saw that they needed to adjust. They needed to uh, they needed to evolve. Yeah. They needed to now use technology and start. And before they were probably not even paying attention to DoorDash, right? They were probably thinking that right. we need to get customers in here. And at some point, it's probably going to hit them and say, "Hey, why do we have a brick and mortar at all? We can do this stuff out of a out of a truck or out of a kitchen that we just rent, right?" I mean, that's where it might go at some points once they start realizing that yes, we have our restaurant open, but we're making seventy percent of our profit from these remote orders, and our restaurants only, but our restaurant is taking seventy percent of our energy, right? And at that point, the restaurant just says well, let's just shut down these doors and just start kicking stuff out. Now your waiters are kicked out and, and things of that nature start happening. And now people do pick up new jobs because they're delivering the service, but people lose jobs because of the way that the business has changed. And mm -hmm. I say that because the brick and mortar costs so much money, right? So, and you'll be surprised. I, I'll say this, the escape rooms that I own, I had both a, re, uh, a mobile escape room and I had a brick and mortar escape room, okay? The mobile version of the escape room cost practically nothing, 100% profit aside from gas money, because I used to just put it in the car is how we worked. Uh, and we put it in there, go set it up, but we had 100% profit. So if we did 
uh, $5,000 in mobile escape room, $5,000 in cash money, profit, everything's there. No rent, no electricity, no nothing. At the brick and mortar, the rent alone was $3,500 plus everything else on top of that. You're probably looking at five, six, or $6,000, six, $7,000 just to maintain the brick and mortar. And everything we did at the brick and mortar, you might make $2,000 in profit, okay? So at that point, you made, even if we make $15,000 at the brick and mortar and you only make, say, $3,000 in profit, we did $15,000 worth of work. <laughs> so so the thing was, with the mobile, it was one hour for $5,000. It was a no-brainer to really get rid of the brick and mortar here. So even though we were getting more customers, more interactions, more stuff going on at the brick and mortars, the work that we were putting in didn't make sense to keep it going. Even I'm willing to let $15,000 go of revenue and $3,000 in profit go for just a flat out $5,000 in profit in one hour of my time. That was the big difference that happened. And I do not regret that at all. And I think a lot of people are going to start seeing that, if anything, where they're going to start asking themselves, why did we do we have this building when it's costing us, especially the bigger companies like call centers and all this other stuff where we could just put our employees at home. You got tech support now at home. You got, uh, you know, now when I call the bank or my cell phone company, they're working out at home. I mean, you got that, you got tech support, you got sales, you got call centers. Everybody's working out at home now. And I'm sure they don't need that facility. They don't need that facility that's running water, that's people are using microwaves and electricity and making phone calls and all this other stuff happening. Tens of thousands of dollars per month they can now get rid of and just pay the people at home more money, potentially. You know, that's how this works. And I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense for those companies to start doing that. And the fact that they weren't doing that before, I believe it was boiled down to a trust factor. And that was it. They didn't trust the people to work out of home. And now I think that I think that people have shown that they are trustworthy more so than anything else. I think people have shown they are trustworthy. I'm sure you guys have shown that you're trustworthy to work enough to work out of home. And that's what's really going to start pushing this whole thing forward is that one simple thing. But I think it's going to save businesses a lot of money and businesses are going to start seeing how much they can survive on. And now they're saying that, Hey, you know, we were spending $10,000 a month, but I realized we can survive on, on $4,000 here. You know, we can, we can thrive on $4,000 in expenses. That's what the big difference is. I appreciate you for joining me for this act like a business discussion. Be sure to rate and review and subscribe to the show and visit actlikeabusiness.com for resources based on today's topic, as well as more episodes that will help you start, grow, and manage your business. Until next time, to your success.